Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, there lived a man who owned large estates, both in town and in the country. Gold and silver plates, tapestries, and coaches with gold trim. But the man had a blue beard, and this made him so frightful that there was not one lady who did not run at the sight of him. One of his neighbours was a great lady who had two sons and two daughters. They were wonderful girls, and Bluebeard asked for one of their hands in marriage. He left it to their mother to decide which of the girls would take him for a husband. Both of them, however, refused. Neither of them wanted a husband with a blue beard. And besides this, they did not like that the man known as Bluebeard had already had several wives, and no one knew what had become of them. But he pursued them nonetheless. So that the girls might become better acquainted with him, Bluebeard invited them along with their mother and friends to a party at his country estate. They spent eight days making merry. Their stay was a never-ending cycle of picnics, hunting, fishing, dances, dinners and luncheons. It was such an enjoyable party that none of them slept at all, for they spent every night playing pranks on each other. Everything went so swimmingly that the younger daughter, called Marianne, began to think the master of the house had not so very blue a beard, and that he was actually an exceedingly agreeable man. They did not even wait to return to town before they were married. After one month as man and wife, Bluebeard informed Marianne that he had important business abroad and must make a journey which would take at least six weeks. He begged her to amuse herself while he was away and told her to invite some of her friends to stay and keep her company in his absence. He was exceedingly anxious that she should enjoy herself while he was gone. He told her, Here are the keys of the two large storage rooms. And here is the one that locks up the gold and silver plates. And this third key belongs to the chests where my gold and silver is kept. This fourth one is to the boxes containing my jewels. And here is the master key, which will open any door in the house. And this little key is the key to the small room at the end of the long passage on the lower floor. You may open everything and go anywhere. But I forbid you to enter the room at the end of the hall. I am serious. If you were to open the door, I should be so furious that I might do anything. Marianne promised to follow these instructions, and after he embraced her, 
Bluebeard stepped into his coach and was off on his journey. Her neighbours and friends did not wait to be invited. They were so excited to see the splendour of her new home. They had not visited since she was wed. And shortly after he left, they were running into every room, looking in the wardrobes and the closets, and each was finer than the last. They went upstairs to the storerooms, and they admired the magnificent tapestries, cabinets, beds, sofas and decor. There were mirrors in which they could see themselves, and they envied their friend's good fortune. Marianne, however, was not interested in all of the fineries, for she was more curious to go and inspect the little room on the lower floor. She was so overcome with curiosity that she left her guests and ran down the private staircase so quickly she almost tripped and fell more than once. Finally, Marianne ran down the hall and reached the door of the little room. She paused and thought of what her husband had told her and reflected that she might be in great trouble for looking into this room. But the temptation was too great. With a trembling hand, she put the little key into the lock and turned it. The room was ice cold. At first, Marianne could see nothing, for there were no windows in this room. But after a moment, she could make out portraits. And when she held up her lantern, she could see that they were portraits of Bluebeard with each of his former wives. In the centre of the room was an easel, and next to it, a table with paints and brushes. It felt as if the eyes in each portrait were following her as she moved around the room. So overwhelming was the feeling she was being watched that Marianne ran out, locked the door behind her and fled. She ran out into the sunlight and let its warmth wash over her. And when she looked down, she saw that the key had turned red. Marianne scrubbed it with all her might, but the red just kept coming back. It was bewitched, you see, and it would betray her to her husband. Terrified that her husband would find out, she threw the key in the back of her wardrobe and locked it away. That night, Bluebeard returned home. He had received word that his meetings would not be until summer, and so he had turned around and come straight back. He was happy to see his wife's friends making merry and enjoying themselves. But the moment he saw Marianne, who was still trembling from what she had seen, he knew that she had been in the little room. He asked, Wife, might I have the keys? Of course, husband, she replied. And she handed him every key he had given her, except, of course, the tiny key to the little room on the lower floor at the end of the hall. And the last key? he inquired. I must have forgotten it. I'll go and fetch it. You went into the room, didn't you? No, never, husband. You are trembling. 
from the moment I arrived. Tell me, wife, did they watch you as you looked at each portrait? I... I know none of what you speak of. I will go fetch the key. Marianne turned and ran. And she went into her room and flung the window open and called out to her sister who was with the rest of the party in the garden. Sister! Do help me! We must leave this place right away! Her sister did not hear her, for everyone was singing and shouting. And when Marianne turned, she saw Bluebeard standing in the doorway. The key, my dear. She walked to the wardrobe, unlocked it, and took the key out of the back of one of the drawers. It was still red. Bluebeard snatched it from her. And suddenly, in the centre of the room, the easel and the paints appeared. Come, my dear, stand a bit closer. We're going to have our portrait painted. No, I, I don't think I'd like that. Come, husband, let us join in the merriment. Our guests are waiting. Let them wait. Well, let us not be rude. Bluebeard let out a terrifying laugh. Then he put his arm around his wife and began to paint. But it was not a second later that she stomped on his foot. Oh! Bluebeard cried out in pain and dropped all of the keys, including the little key to the forbidden room. Marianne grabbed it and ran. She tried to get away, but, but every door was locked. She was trapped inside the house. And the closer Bluebeard got, the faster she ran. Down the stairs and down more stairs until she reached the lower level. And there he was. Do not open that door, he said. She turned the key, click, went the lock, and the door swung open and Marianne ran inside. Bluebeard followed on her heels. The room was cold and dark, just as it had been before. And the easel and the paints were there, but no more had been painted. She hid behind them, and when Bluebeard entered, he staggered around in the dark. Where are you? Come out, wife, for I need your help. I cannot see anything in this darkness. And when he turned, there she was. Standing in the doorway, a silhouette. And nor will you ever again. Marianne stepped back and slammed the door and locked it. Bluebeard's muffled shouts could barely be heard, for the door was so thick. She tucked the key into her pocket and never looked back. Bluebeard was vanquished. And Marianne left the house and all its riches, never to return. The End And now it's time to take a deep breath, close our eyes, so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children.